Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in with Talk With You, the one and only Christian motivation broadcast, hosted by your one and only Jubin Jean Georges. Hello, 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 hello. Good afternoon, everybody. How you guys doing? Good morning. It's depending on where you are. Good morning, good afternoon for the one that's watching me live. Good afternoon, the one that's listening to me. Good afternoon. Before I continue, I want to say my number one message. If you haven't received Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior, right now is the time and day for you to receive Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. If you haven't received Jesus Christ, in your life as your Lord and Savior, right now is the time and day for you to receive Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. After that, welcome to Talk With You. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I am, you know, I'm bringing, um, I'm live with you guys in my episode. Today is episode 79, and my title today, my topic today is, don't worry about tomorrow. Sorry, guys, for the noise. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. We are not responsible for tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. We are not in charge of tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow because we are not in control of tomorrow. There is a lot of things that can, um, you know, make me and you, you know, that's actually going to, tell you that you are not in charge for tomorrow, that you are not supposed to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, God is in control of tomorrow. God is in control of everything that's going to happen to you tomorrow. God is in control. Even if you are a believer, even if you are not a believer, God is in control. As we all know, in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 25 to 34, I may not read the whole thing, but I'm going to read a little bit. Matthew 6, verse 20, um, 25 to 34, I should talk about. Therefore, I tell you, do not be exhausted about your life. That means like, don't worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink. Near about your body what you will put on it is is it is not life more than food more important than food and the body more than clothing look at the bird of the air they either so near rip like they don't plan for nothing they don't do nothing and then god take care of them and then like the bible talk about aren't you better than those birds, than those animals that God is taking care of. So if God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is 
taking his time to take care of those birds, take care of those animals in the sea, take care of those animals like in the jungle, take care of, uh, take care of the earth, take care of the trees, the plant, or do God, you know, like take care of those stuff, give them, you know, like season. Yeah, actually, it might be sunny today, might be windy today, might be raining today. All those stuff, God created them so he can take care of the plant. So me and you that God created with his own image, what makes you think that he's actually not going to take care of you? Yes, God will take care of you. He already been taking care of you. It's just like sometimes me and you, we think that God is not doing enough because like the thing that we want him to do for me and you, he haven't done it yet. In the back of our mind, God do not love you. In the back of your mind, God actually didn't keep his word, but he did. Are you not more valuable than those birds? God know exactly what me and you need. A lot of us, we, we want God to take care of our wants, but God wants to take care of your need. There's a difference between you want something, you need something. You know, there's a difference. Between you want something or you need something. Sorry, guys. I'm going to mute my mic for a minute. Okay. Yeah, so there's a difference between you need something and you want something. God is taking care of your need, not your want. God know you need clothes to put on. God know you need food for you to drink. God know you need money for you to pay your bills, for you to live a good life. God know you need good health so you can be able to go to work, so you can be able to pray, so you can be able to read your Bible, so you can be able to meditate in the Word of God. God know all those stuff. God know that you need money for you to take care of your family member. God know if you don't have no money, you will be in the street. God know if you do not have no money, you won't be able to even bless his church, bless his people. A lot of us, we worry so much about um, tomorrow, like in a way, because of money. A lot of us, the reason why God haven't given you so much money, he, he only give you like a part-time job or you have a full-time job, but you don't make that much money is because he see your heart. It's because he know. If he, if he give you like a whole lot of money, he will lose you. God know there is a lot of us. If he gave us a lot of money, you will start acting a way that you never act before. You will go crazy. A lot of people don't know how to control money. That's one of the reasons why God haven't blessed you so much. It's not like he do not want to bless you. Yes, he do want to bless you. It's just that you don't know how to control money. 
And then, yeah, I know a few of you might say, okay, if God know I cannot use money, why don't he, you know, change me, change my life, make me be able to, uh, to, to, uh, to handle money, and then so he can give me a couple million dollars. No. It's not going to be like that. A lot of us, we are worried about our tomorrow because of money problem. A lot of you right now, today, you actually been stressing. You've been stressing because like today is Wednesday. You're stressing about Thursday because you have your rent or your bill or your corner that you have to pay on Thursday, but you don't have the money. So you are stressing about it. You are worried about it. You start having anxiety. You start having depression. And God is standing right here just looking at you. God is just looking at you. He's looking at you and then waiting for you to, to actually just come to him. Put your faith on God. He wants you to put your faith on him and him. God just sitting down watching you. It's not like he don't want to help you, but he wants you to use your will and come to him and ask him for help. But a lot of us, we don't want to do that. Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 6, actually say, Do not be exalted about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You see, prayer. Supplication is like you talking, like you, what is the best way to actually describe that? It's like, it's like you, you praying and then you bringing your problem to God. You, you know, like, you know, like, you just like you bringing your problem to God. You praying about it. You asking God. And then you give him praise. Thanksgiving. Supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Sometimes God just wants you to just believe without having it. Believe without even, you know, even if you don't see it coming, you just believe and give him thanks. You give him praise. You say, uh, Jesus Christ, God the Father, I want a car. Even though you don't have the car, you give him praise for it. I praise your name. I give you thanks. I give you praise. You know, like, thank you for the call. You just like you're giving him praise if, even, even though you don't have it. It's your faith. You give him praise for something that he haven't, you know, like, in, in the back of your mind, you haven't, he haven't done for you. Like I told you guys before. Um, thank you for the light. Like I told you guys before. Everything that's supposed to happen in your life already happened in heaven. Everything that's supposed to happen in your life already happened in heaven. So when you pray, you're asking God for something, and then you use your faith. You, you're giving God praise. You're saying thanks to God. It's a good thing. But I'm not saying that not everything you pray for, you give God praise, you're going to get it. Like I said, God wants to take care of your need, not your want. Your need 
come first to God. The thing that you need in your life, those, those, those stuff come first. Those are the things that God will take care of for you first. The Bible also talk about seek for the thing in heaven and everything else gonna, you know, gonna follow you as a benefit. Like you're seeking things in heaven. Like you're praising God. You, uh, um, you, you're doing the thing that God called you to do. You're praying. You're fasting. You meditate in the word of God. You go on to church. You're helping these people. You're doing all those stuff. You're, so you're seeking for the thing in heaven and then everything else is going to follow you. You know? You're giving God praise and glory. You're asking God for, you know, like, for, like, gift, gift of miracle, gift of fasting, gift of prayer, gift, you know, like, you know, you're asking God power over the enemy. You're asking God for more strength over the enemy. You're asking God for God to do, you know, to help you do this, to help you do that. So you're seeking for the thing in heaven and then, you know, everything else on earth will follow you as a benefit. Like, such as you're going to have a good job. You're going to have money to pay your bill. God, you know, protection, you know, God will protect you 24-7. Even if you don't pray, you still do it. You, like, you know, like, blessing going to follow you. You're going to have good people around you, bad people around you. You know, like, you know, everything else, good help. But we have to seek, seek for the things in heaven, not for the things on this earth. You know? not for the things of this earth. You know, once again, Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Do not be exert about, like, do not be worried. Let me change that word for worried. Do not be worried about anything, but and everything by prayer and supplication will, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpass all understanding, will guide your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You see, Philippians is already giving you, you know, like the key word. It's like you're going to take an exam. The teacher already gave you the answers. Or the teacher already give you some, you know, like, you know, like some point like an idea for you, you know, you already know the answer. You already know what you put down. So God uses, you know, like the Bible to actually give us his, you know, like different strategy. God loves us so much. He's, he's telling me and you the thing that we should do to please him. He's telling me and you the thing that we need to do for him to bless us. To bless you is because of his love. So do not be worried about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God will surpass, which surpass our understanding, will guide your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I, I don't know if you guys, I'm hearing like a static, you know, I don't know if it's like my headset. You know, I try not to put those big, you know, those big headphones on, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know if it is my headset. So hopefully I'm the only one that's hearing that static. And then 1 Peter 
chapter 5, verse 7, actually say, casting all your worry or your problem or your burden or your stress, that's not exactly what he said, but I'm adding, you know, I'm adding stuff to it. That word means all those stuff. Casting all your burden, casting all your stress, or your anxiety, or your problem. You cannot pay your bill. You cannot pay your car note. You don't have food in your fridge. You don't have enough money. Your bank account is you know, negative. You know, your big, big account, you know, is positive with only a dollar, two dollars. Cast all those stuff on him. When he say on him, he's talking about God. Cast all your worry, all your burden into God. Like, putting all your burden, let me change the word casting. Put all your burden, all your worry, all your anxiety, all your depression, all your problem unto God. Because he cares for you. A lot of you think that God the Father do not care for you, but he do care for you. You're still alive, right? There's a lot of people in your family, they already passed away. There's a close friend that died this morning, right? You have a child that died this morning. I'm not saying that he's a good thing, but he still loves you. Sometimes God takes somebody away from us. In the back of our mind, you think that God did you wrong, but he will move a burden that was so heavy for you. He will move it from you. You know? God loves you so much, he will move that burden that's been stressing you out. That's been making you worry about tomorrow. There's a lot of people that used to be in your life. God took them away. It's because every day you stress about tomorrow. Today might be Sunday. You're stressing about Monday. I'm going to have to take, you know, I'm going to have to take my wife. Or I'm going to have to take my husband. Or I'm going to have to take my friend, my coworker, whoever it is, to the, uh, to the doctor. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. Oh, my God. And then you're stressing, you're stressing, you're stressing. You're still having anxiety. You're still having depression. You're still having PTSD. Sometimes you want to commit suicide because the thing is too much for you. You're asking God to help you. Hmm. You see the word help. You're asking God to help you. God say, okay, I will help you. God take the person away from you. Then you got mad. That's not the way you wanted God to help you. The way we the way we expect for God to help us, that's not the way He wants to help you. In the back of your head, in the back of your mind, you say, God help me. But the way you want the help, it's like you want God to maybe give you money to keep supporting the person or heal the person or whatever, whatever. But God knows the best way is to remove the person away from you or is to remove that object. Some of you, it's an object that making you stress about tomorrow. An object might be like a car. An object might be like a, um, you know, like a cell phone or a laptop, or an iPad, or a tablet. An object might be like a camera. An object might be like a computer, a laptop. An object might, you know, that might be like a house. That house is stressing you out because maybe your cell phone have a problem, right? You don't have the money to buy another cell phone, you know? And then, like, you're stressing about it, right? Or it could be that object could be 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. And then God see that that TikTok thing is making you stress. It's making you worry about tomorrow because there's stuff that you see like on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, that actually making you worry because Satan used the internet. Satan used all those platforms to stress me and you, to make you, me and you worry about the things that we're not supposed to worry about. So God said, you know what? I'm going to mess up your phone. You're so addicted to the phone because you need the phone to go to those platforms. So God make your phone messed up. And then you start worrying about the phone because you need the phone to go online. A lot of us, we we live our life online. Some some people don't even come out their bedroom. Some people don't even come out their house. They're always on the internet. They always like on Facebook. They always like on TikTok. That's all they do. But God is looking for your attention. So he will move those objects away from you. But you still worry about it. So I am here to tell you, don't worry about tomorrow. I know there's a lot of people, um, they're saying, like, yeah, you know, I'm just looking for ways for me to, I'm just looking for a way for me to help myself not to stress, you know, by me being online is a way of helping myself not to stress. It's a way of me finding anxiety, depression. It's a way of me doing this, doing that. So I need those stuff. So you think you need it. But you don't. You see? You're asking God for something you think you need. God having given it to you. It's because God knows that's not what you need. It's something you want. Like I said, there's a difference between want and need. You want something and then you need something. So we need to be careful. You know, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, once again, cast all your burden, all your worry into uh, on him because he cares for you. There is a lot of stuff that you bring into God. You need to allow him to take care of that for you the way he wants to, not the way you want to. Just because you're bringing everything to God, don't expect for everything you bring into God to be answered. You see? When me and you start behaving a way like you allowing God's will to be done in your life. I said that before, I'm going to say it again. When you make the um, when you make the decision to allow God's will to be done in your life, I promise you, your life and my life gonna be uh, going to be way different than it is right now. You're going to be way stressful. You know, I'm not saying that you're going to be completely free from... From problem, because that's why the enemy, you know, is around, is to bring problem into your life. But there's some kind of stuff that you will not be able to, uh, that you will not go through. There's some kind of anxiety, you know, depression, whatever sickness that you have, you will not have when you start allowing God's will to be done in your life. The reason why I'm saying that is because a lot of you getting mad when God's will is being done in your life because that's not the way you wanted it to be done. You're getting mad at God. Oh, God, that's not what I asked you for. I asked you for iPhone, you know, I asked you for iPhone 13. Why you give me this broke iPhone 7? Why you, why you give me this broke iPhone 6? Why, why you give me this iPhone 10? I asked you for the new iPhone, the iPhone 13 plus, uh, you know, plus Pro, Pro Max, the iPhone 13 Pro Max. 
That's what I asked you for. But God know that iPhone 13 Pro Max gonna run you crazy. So he gave you something that's good for you, that you need. You just need a phone, right? In the iPhone 6, you can still go online. You can still make a call. You can still do video calls. You can still have a WhatsApp in it. You can still have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. You can still have it in it. But you want to put a bill that's like $1,300 that you can't even pay right now. You know, we need to start living like in our limit until God will move you from that level and then put you to the next level. A lot of us, God put you like in a very low class level because that's the way he needs you right now. A lot of you that's in, you know, like you living like a low class life. God do not want you to stay in it. He's, you know, he's training you. He's getting you ready for a blessing that he's about to pour out on you. But you are still in it because of you. All of us, we are in a class. God put all his children in a class. But it is your job to pass the class, to pay attention when a teacher are talking. Who's the teacher? The people that are preaching, pastors, evangelists, prophets. You know, I might say like I'm one of the teachers too because God is using me to talk to you guys through me. I'm not the one talking. God is talking through me. But I also have my own teacher that I need to follow too because I'm in a class too. So God is using me in the class, whoever listening to me, watching me, whoever going to watch that later, to talk to you. And then the church that you go to, you have a teacher's you, you have teachers that you need to listen to. God is using them to teach you what you need to learn. And then when the final test comes, you pass it, then you go to the next, the next class. But a lot of us, we're still in that class. We're still in that level. is because we've been disobedient. We're not paying attention. You, you let pride take over your life, jealousy. When God take one of the person away from that class, he blessed that person, you become jealous. For you to be happy for that person because that person passed the class, God blessed that person, et cetera, et cetera. You start being jealous and you start worrying about things like you worry so much. Just like I told you, told you guys on Monday, Satan is a, you know, is a liar, is a deceiver. Satan, his job is here. To actually, um, you know, to actually, you know, like, um, you know, like bring things into your mind, distract you, and everything like that. You see, oh, I have the verse. I didn't even know that. Matthew six, uh, Matthew uh, chapter six, verse thirty-three to thirty-four. Just like I was telling you guys, seek for the thing in heaven. He actually said, but. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be worried. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will, will be, for tomorrow will worry for, for itself. You know, for tomorrow will worry for itself. So don't worry about tomorrow. Matthew on chapter 6. Verse 33 to 
don't worry about tomorrow. We need to learn how to let go. That's another thing. We need to learn how to let go. That's another thing that we need to learn and we need to do. Not like you want, you should. I'm not, you know, it's not like you should. Like, I'm telling you, you need. You need to start, you need to learn how to let go. Let go of the thing of the world. Let go of TV. Let go of social media like Facebook, Instagram. I'm not saying for you not to not to go on it. Let me explain why I say let go of those things. Let me finish saying a couple of things that you need to let go. Then I'm gonna say why I say let go. Let go of Facebook. Let let go of Instagram. Let go on on TikTok. Let let go on on YouTube. Let go on you know, your phone, let go on vehicle, let go on earthly things. The reason why I say let go of the stuff is because we are too attached to them. Those stuff are being a distract. But I'm saying let go on TV. What is the enemy doing today? The enemy is using TV to brainwash you. You live in America, right? Or you, you live... In whatever country that you guys live in. You're watching TV every day. You're watching the news about a, another country that's going through something. And then you start stressing about it. You start worrying about it. Some of you, you, you cannot handle bad news. When you hear bad news, you go crazy. You start having problems. You start having headache. You start having migraine. You start having bad dreams. You start having anxiety, depression. You start going to the you know sickness that you never had in your life because you are worried about another country, but you don't live in that country. You don't even have a visa to go to that country. You don't even have paper to enter that country. That country don't even know you, but you worry about them. You're stressing about them. I'm not saying like it's a bad thing to know. It's a good thing to know what's going on around the earth because God wants us to, to know everything that's happening around the earth so we can know that he is close to return, but don't be attached to it. Don't be attached. Don't be too attached to those stuff. You know? A lot of people, they worry about tomorrow because they're getting old. They need a husband. They need a wife. But they cannot find the man that they think they need. You see, there's a difference. A lot of you, you are still single. You are still not married. You still don't have a husband. You still don't have a wife. You still don't have kids. It's because you're telling God what you think you need. A lot of you, you, you already describe exactly what kind of man you want. I'm not saying like it's a bad thing, though. Everybody have a, some kind of man or they think they need, some kind of woman they think they need. 
But it's like they're telling God, this is exactly what I need. I don't need nothing else. This is exactly what I need. This is the kind of man that I need. I don't need no other man. I'm not attracted to no other man. He got to be tall, sexy, blue eyes, flat stomach, six pack, have a, you know, like 900 credit, have a house, have a car, have a business, good in bed, this, that, this, that. And then God said, oh, okay. God knows if he gives you that type of man you're acting for, he will run you crazy. Because you are a woman that is so jealous. Having that kind of man in your life going to attract a lot of different women around him. Guess who's going to start stressing you? The man may not have in his mind that he's going to cheat on you. The man may not even like, you know, like the type of person that do things like that. But because of the way he looked, a lot of women are coming around him. It's a temptation for him to his fighting with those stuff because he's trying to please you. But you worry about all those stuff. You start being jealous, you know, like, and then you start driving him crazy. Oh, why all those women is always around you? Blah, 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 blah. And then if the man is doing the overtime at his company or his job, and then he used to come home at 3 p.m. And then he show up at 4 o'clock. You start being jealous. Oh, where were you? I bet you, you was with a woman and this and that and this and that. God knows that type of woman will make you go crazy. Then you won't start worrying about tomorrow. That's the reason why a lot of you, the type of man you asking God for, he's, he's not going to give it to you. Because that sexy blue eyes man that you're asking God to give you going to run your life crazy. You see, you start worry about tomorrow. The man may not even do nothing to you. Then you worry about, oh, tomorrow, he, oh, he's going to work tomorrow. I know there's a lot of women that's going to be around him. Then you're going to start being a stalker. You're going to take your car, start going to. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. His job. Start watching him to see if he have another woman. And then God knows. If he give you a decent man that don't have a blue eyes, that don't have no six pack, that don't have a business, the man look decent, the man just have a good income, 
He might have a good credit or his credit might be like in the 500, 600. But that man will be a good husband to you. That man will make you happy. God will be able to use that man to help you spiritually, physically, mentally. Some of you, God, know an ugly man is why good for you. That You know, like, that ugly man going to be so faithful to you, but you don't want an ugly man. You don't want your friends seeing you walking around with an ugly man. Because some of you think you are all that. Same thing for the men. Some of you, God wants you to have an ugly woman. But that ugly woman will be so faithful to you. You will be so happy. You, you just need to pass the fact that she's ugly. You need to ask God to give you an eye that she look beautiful to you. Some of you, you know, God just wants you to have a woman with no, no behind. A lot of men these days, all of us, we love women with big behind. If you guys know what I mean, I don't know if there's like kid watching me, you know, like listening to me. But God wants you to have a woman with flat, you know, like flat. If you go, if you put your hand, you know, like, you know, behind, you know, like, then you go straight down, he goes straight down. But you want a woman, when you go straight down, there's like a bump, you know. <laughs> this is like crazy. You know, but that's not what God wants for you, need for you. God knows that kind of woman, you will not be able to handle that kind of woman. Why do you think the enemy is using women this day to have plastic surgery? To flat their stomach, to make their behind look so big, so huge. It's because the devil knows men love women with big behind. They would do anything to have that, you know, that kind of woman. So now all the other women that have flat behind, now they are worried they may not find a man tomorrow. They, now they are worried about tomorrow because they're getting old. They're getting like into an age that they need a family. So what they start doing, they start going to the doctor, getting plastic. Ooh, I, I just bit my, I just bit my tongue. I'm sorry. So, so like they start going to the hospital, getting plastic surgery. They start changing their body to try to pleasure men. In the back of their mind, they think that looking like they're going to help them find a good man, but it's not. Having plastic surgery, you will still have to worry about tomorrow. Because you don't know when that thing they put in your behind going to bust, you know, going to pop. You don't know what kind of, um, you know, like, sound effect that thing going to give you. So you're going to have to worry about tomorrow because you still have to go to the hospital, still need to have the money. Whenever you get a little weight, you're going to still want to go back, trying to get another plastic surgery to make your, uh, you know, stomach go flat. It's just like everything you do on this earth, they, there's, there's a stress behind it. That's why we need to learn how to let go. We need to learn how to put everything on God, trust on God, allow God's will to be done in our life. Even if you like it, if you don't like it, God's will is best for me and you. You see? This life gives us a lot of reason to worry, a lot of things to worry, a lot of reason to worry. We worry about our family, our friends, our finance, our health. 
We worry about the community that you live in. You you worry about your next neighbor, if your next neighbor is a good person. When you send your children to school, you worry about because yesterday there was a shooting in Texas. There's a total of 20 people dying. 16 of them was children and the rest of them was teachers. So we worry about, like, is your child going to be safe at work? No, not at work, at school. Going to the theater, are you going to be safe? Because people start going to the theater now, shooting people. Everything in this life gives us a reason to worry. In light of that, why would God tell me and you, tell us not to worry? By telling us not to worry, God is not telling us to prepare or uh, to pretend that problem does uh, does not exist or that we should not meet our daily daily need, you know, daily thing. That's not why God is telling you. God don't want you to think that for you not uh for by you not worry about it, like or you know, like for you to think like the problem is not exist. God wants you to know that the problem is exist. God wants you to know that you are going through whatever you are going through. He just wants you to have faith in him. He just wants you to know that he's with you. He's going to go through it with you. You are not on your own. You are not by yourself. He will go through it with you. God will never give you a burden. God will never give you a cross that is too heavy for you or something that is too heavy for you that you cannot carry. You know, instead of waving your hand or worry about things, you know, issue about tomorrow that might, you know, about tomorrow, instead of you worry about the thing that might bring problems to you tomorrow, there, you know, you know, here are three reasons you should not worry about tomorrow as well as three things to do to help, to help you focus on today. Three reasons you should not worry about tomorrow. Number one, God is in control. The number first reason, the, the, the number one reason you should not worry about tomorrow is because God is in control. Thank you so much for the light. Thank you for the light. God is in control. No matter what your religion might be, your belief might be, even if you, are, if you are a believer, you are not a believer, God is in control in whatever situation that you're in, whatever thing that you are going through. You need to know that God is in control. You need to know that life situation can change. Your life situation able to change. When you start believing that God is in control. From your job status to your relationship to your health. However, God is unchangeable. What do I mean? God is unchangeable. God never changed. Is the same from yesterday, today, and, and, and for forever. Until the end of this earth, God will still be the same. 
a lot of people are saying like, okay, if God is still the same, why don't he do the miracle that he did when Moses, you know, like, what makes you think he didn't do it yesterday or he didn't do it this morning? This earth is so big. The map that you guys seen, you know, like on the, you know, like on TV, the map of the world, you guys think that's the map of the world. I don't believe that's the map of the world. I believe there's more into it. I believe those are what the big country able to control on this earth. They don't show you the other countries. You know? What what make you think like in those map of the world that we know, what make you think God didn't open a sea somewhere or a blue sea somewhere? What make you think that God didn't make fire come, come from heaven, burn somebody the moment I'm talking to you right now? We do not know. There's a lot of things that you don't see in the news. They don't really show you Christian thing in the news. They don't really show you the miracle that God is doing on this earth in the news. A lot of us that got called to the Christian show too, you know, there's a lot of stuff we post, they block us. There's one of my video that I actually talk, talk, talk about, I try, you know, like, you know, Facebook block it because they don't want you guys to see it. They don't, they don't want you guys to hear the thing that God was using me. You know, like there's a lot of things that we go through. So there's a lot of things that happen like on this earth that we do not know. Once again, God is in control. God is unchangeable. He is the same today as he was yesterday, as he will be tomorrow. Malachi on chapter three, on three, verse six, you guys can read that. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we need to know that God is in control. If you start believe God is in control, you will not be stressed. You will not have all those anxiety, all those problems. When we start allowing God's will to be done in our life, a lot of things will change, just like I say. Because of that, you can breathe easy, knowing that the unchangeable God set on the throne for eternity, no matter who causing you stress, you problem at work, wherever you are, at home, in S-World, anywhere, you will breathe easy, when you start knowing that God is in control, when you allow God to be in control in your life, you will start breathing easily. What do I mean about breathing easily? You will start having less problem, less anxiety. You will, you know, like you will feel so peace knowing that the unchangeable God is in your life. Psalm 9, verse 7. You guys can read that. God promised to bring good out of every situation for those who put their trust in him. Woman chapter 8, verse 28. See? I'm not doing that saying those stuff. It's God, the creator, my sweet Jesus. God promised to bring good out of every situation for those, not for everybody. Only for those who put their trust in him. So you have to trust in God. You have to put all your trust in him, knowing that he's in control of your life. He's in control of everything that you are going through. Knowing that he is God, the creator. 
knowing that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you in the cross, whoever believes in him and him will have eternal life. Knowing that when you accept him, when you accept his son, when you leave this earth, you, you will be with him in heaven. Those are the one that God promised good out of your situation. Whatever situation that you are going through right now, God able to make good come out of it. Only if you put your trust in him. Only if you believe in him. Only if you know that he's in control. Only if you allow him to be in control of your life. Whatever situation that you are going through, God will make good come out of it. Welcome, everybody. God will make good come out of it. Thank you. Yeah, God can make good come out of it. It doesn't matter what it is. Once again, God promised to bring good out of every situation for those who put their trust in him. Woman 8, verse 28. You guys can read it. When you put your faith in God and his command, um, con ten commandments. Amen, brother. Thank you, my brother. God bless you, too. And his commandment, you stop leaving your, your you, you start leaving your selfish desire. You stop living your, you know, like your selfish life, your selfish desire. You start being selfish and start to reflect on his power, love, and self-discipline. 2 Timothy 1, chapter 1, verse 7. You guys can read that. Those are the things that we need to do. If we don't know that God is in control, if you don't allow God to be in control of your life, if you don't allow God to be in control in the situation that you're in right now, even if you don't see no way out, even if everything is so dark, there is no way out of it, but you believe that God is in control, I promise you. Things will start happening in your life. But this doesn't mean that you will all you know that you will always understand the Lord way, especially when disaster strikes. Isaiah uh, fifty-five verse eight. When disaster, you know, you know, like disaster strike in your life, you may not understand it every day. All you gotta do is say, like God, let your will be done. That's all you got to say. God, let your will be done. I don't understand what is going on, but let your will be done. I know I'm in the hospital. I look like someone that's going to die. Let your will be done. I just lost my husband. Let your will be done. I just lost my wife. Let your will be done. I just lost my job. Let your will be done. My wife just left me, let your will be done. My husband just left me, let your will be done. 
My car broke down. God, let your will be done. My son died. My daughter died. Lord, let your will be done. My mother, my father, my brother, my sister, uncle, cousin, whoever it is, just died. God, let your will be done. Those are the things that we need to do. That's the way that God wants you to live your life daily, to allow his will to be done, to allow his need to happen in your life, not what you need, not what you think you need. Once again, for the people that just watched me, there's a lot of things that you think you need, you do not need them. You're asking God for a lot of things that in the back of our mind we think we need. God said, no, you don't need that. Once again, I'm going to say that again. A lot of men, a lot of women, they are praying, God, I want, you know, I want, you know, a blue-eyed husband. I, I want a beautiful husband. Flat stomach, six-pack, tall, six feet one, blue eyes, beautiful lips. Have, you know, like, you know, like an A1 credit and I have all those stuff, have a business. And then God said, no, that's not what you need. You need a man that have a, a you know, a, you know, black and white eyes. You, you, you need a short man that's like five, five. You need a man with that kind of job. Because God knows that blue eyes men you're acting for are going to run you crazy. God, I want a job that paying me like $40 an hour. And then God knows that $40, $40 an hour job going to make you never have time for him. You will not think about him no more. God said, no, that's not what you need. You need a job that pay you $14 an hour, $13 an hour, $15 an hour. I will take care of you. Some of you, God might even say, you need a job that pay you nine bucks an hour. I want you to put your faith in me, knowing that I will take care of you in, in that nine dollars an hour job, and then you only work part-time. There's a lot of people, God said, no, I don't want you to work for nobody. You're going to work for me, travel around the world, doing what I call you to do. I will take care of you. You, you see? The second thing, just like I say, three reasons you should not worry about tomorrow. The first one I say, God is in control. You know, I talk about um, woman eight, uh, verse 28, to Timothy 1, verse 7, Isaiah 55, verse 8, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. You guys can read that. You know, before I jump to the second, let me finish with that. This doesn't mean that you will always understand the Lord's way, especially when disaster strikes. You know, Isaiah 55, verse 8, rather than why you make, uh, make sense, like things make sense, you make sense of your life. Put your trust in the king's promise that his plan is to... You know, you know, his plan is better for you and to give you a hope in a future. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. The second reason why you should not be worried about tomorrow is God wants you to look to him, not the future when you are in trouble. <laughs> do you do that? Do I do that? Most of the time I don't. So God, a lot of you, God puts you into a situation. He's testing you. He's giving you a test to see if you're going to look to him or look to the future. 
The second, God wants you to look to him, not the future when you are in trouble. A lot of you, when you are in trouble, you don't think about God. You, you start making phone calls, start calling people. Yo, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. You go to the bank. I want a loan. I want this. I got this debt. I have this. If I don't pay it, I'm going to get locked up. You know, this and that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then you forget about God. When you are in trouble, the first thing to do is God help me. Hmm. Do we do that? Most of the time, I don't. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I do that all the time. Sometimes God just wants you to say the first word that come out your mouth is, God, help me. I'm in trouble. And then God will resort everything for you. God, I need you. I'm in trouble. God, I can't pay my bill. I'm in trouble. God, my car just broke down. I can't go to work. You know I need the job. I'm in trouble. But instead of us doing that, the first thing we do, we call somebody else. We think about God last. We put God last into our life. But God wants me and you to invite him in everything in our life. God is interested in every little single thing in your life. That's the thing that a lot of people don't know. God is interested in every little thing in your life. God wants to guide you through your daily struggle. God wants to guide you through your daily struggle, your daily problem. Like any loving parent, God wants to be the voice that tells you which path to take when you are at a crossroad. Isaiah 30, verse 21. Also, like any loving parent, he can't help you if you don't allow him into your life first like a parents right like your earthly parents they cannot help you if you don't allow them into a lot of people they don't want their family in their life they don't want their mom their father in their life a lot of them when they're going through something they, they don't call their parents how can your parents help you when you don't allow them when you don't tell them stuff even if they don't have money to give you they can just pray for you and then god will you know like resort that problem for you because your parents just pray for you there's a lot of things that don't happen in my life because of my parents prayer especially my mom the person that i am right now if it wasn't for my parents prayer i could be like you know some drug dealer somewhere i could be like in jail or having you know like aids and die but it's because my mom and my dad been praying for me that's why I am who I am right now. Even if you have the gift of prayer, you still need backup. The day that you cannot pray, your mom is praying for you. Your dad is praying for you. The day that you cannot pray, your wife is... That's what we need. You need a warrior wife, a wife that is a warrior. You know, like a prayer, you know, a prayer warrior, a wife that able to pray, a husband that can pray for you, that can fast for you. When you're not able to, they are doing it for you. When they're not able to, you are doing it for them. You know? Once again, the second reason why you should not worry. God wants you to look to him, not the future when you are in trouble. 
by feeling your worry uh, through about tomorrow, you are, you know, you are, you know, advancing your eyes from the God of hope. Like you are removing your eyes from God of hope because God is God of hope. When you are worrying so much about, you know, when you are feeding your worry about tomorrow, like you, you know, like you dwell on it so much, like you, you start believing in it so much, you start, you know, all those, that's you feeding them. You are moving your eyes away from the God of hope. By worrying about tomorrow, you are blinding yourself to all the blessings that already surround you tomorrow. You see? <laughs> A lot of us, we think that God don't bless us. Only if you take the time to think about your life. If you take the time to talk about things that surround you, you have good friends. Friends that can pray for you. Even if all of them don't do it, but you have one single friend that can pray for you. You have a girlfriend that can pray for you, a husband that can pray for you, a boyfriend that can pray for you, your mom, your dad that can pray for you, a blood or sister that can pray for you. You have a vehicle. Even if your vehicle is like a 1980, but it's still working, it's still taking you from point A to point B. Even if you have a job that pays you six, seven dollars, eight dollars, you are still able to pay your bill. You went to sleep last night. You woke up today. You open your fridge. There's a lot of people in other countries. They don't have a fridge to open. In my country in Haiti, Africa, a lot of other places, they do not have a fridge. They can open 24-7. Even if your fridge is empty, you can still open it just to look at it. A lot of people do not have that. You have good health. Maybe once in a while, God allows you to have a headache just so you can know that you are a human, you're not a God. He allows you to have a headache or a migraine or a cold. But you don't have uh, those big things. You don't have cancer. You don't have HIV. You don't have AIDS. You don't have, um, you know, like, um, uh, 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 um, you know, like those big sickness. You don't have mental problem and this and that. If we take the time to think about the little that God is doing for you, even if you don't, if you cannot think about nothing else, but you only think about one thing, you went to sleep last night, you woke up today. You should see that you are someone that is blessed by God. Even if you are a believer, you are not a believer. You are someone that is blessed by God. Not everybody went to sleep last night, woke up this morning. There's a lot of people that even went to sleep, they woke up this morning, they got, you know, dressed and they go to work and their way to work, they died. Of uh, coming back from what they died. Yesterday, those kids that went to school, they didn't know they was not gonna come back home. Those 16 kids, those 16 students that got shot. I actually didn't um look deep into that. I was on Facebook, I saw the video, they posted, they said, Why this is what happened. I didn't really like look into those stuff giving me headache. You know, they're supposed to happen. God said it was gonna happen. But those start giving me headache to see the way things, how you know, is, is happening. The the America you guys used to know is not the same America no more. People, it's not the same America no more. That is a pretty ungrateful way to live. 
He also set a bad example for your children and all those who look to you for your, you know, for your Christian witness. There is a lot of people that look unto you. There's a lot of people that take you as a role model. When you start acting like that, you, you're setting a bad example for them. Your children take you as a role model. They expect you to protect them in any way, in any situation, but you act in a way that you're not supposed to. You don't put your trust in God. The number three You know, the number three, I'm going to have to continue this on, you know, on Friday. But the number three reason you should not worry about tomorrow is because God equipped you with everything you need to face each day. God, let me reform, you know, let me say that another way. God already dress you, give you everything you need to face each day. God already give you everything that you need to, you know, to deal with every situation each day, every time, every day. The Bible gives you the daily bread you need to be, you know, you need during the day. If you read your Bible every day, it gives you the daily bread. Even if you don't read it, we have no excuse no more. You know what? People that don't know how to read, they cannot say, God, the reason why I didn't read the Bible is because I don't know how to read. God's going to tell you, um, there's a button like in the Bible. If you have the Bible app, there's a button like in the Bible, you click it, the Bible read it for you. You're hearing the person here, you know, reading the Bible for you. You can go to church, uh, Bible study, they're reading the Bible for you. We have no more excuses. So even if you cannot read, but you're listening to the word of God, you go on YouTube, on, 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 on Facebook, listen to a preach, or, you know, a preacher. If you go on Facebook, you, you type in daily Bible reading. There's a lot of people, they read the Bible for you daily. Start from Genesis to, to, um, to, um, to, to Revelation. You can listen to those, you can listen to, to those people reading the Bible for you. In other words, when you study God's word, you will find all the instruction you need to be confident in your choice. Trust. Resent daily temptation to sin, and we mind, we mind, and uh, we men at peace. You see, by you studying the Bible, you know. That's what we gotta do. On Friday, I will finish that on Friday. You know, I'm I'm going to talk about the same title, the same topic, but we're going to cover what can you do instead of worry. So we're going to cover that. What can you do instead of worry? We're going to cover that on Friday. After that, guys, God love you. God love you all. If he did not love you, he was not going to write the Bible for you. If God did not love you, he was not going to give you the thing that you need to do, that you need to, uh, um, uh, um, you know, he was not going to tell you what you need to do every day. He was not going to tell you not to worry, just allow him. 
to be in control in your life and everything else will was I'm not saying your life gonna be smooth. I'm not saying the problem that you are in right now, you're not gonna go through it. Though. It's just God gonna go through it with you. He will be in control. After that, one more time, if you haven't received Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior, right now is the time and day for you to receive Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. Once again, if you haven't received Jesus Christ, my sweet Jesus, in, in your life as your Lord and Savior, right now is the time and day for you to receive Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. After that, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful morning. I know some of you, uh, it might be morning for you by now. May the presence of, presence of God be upon you all. When, when, may the blessing of God be upon you all. May God talk to you. May God touch your heart to accept his son, Jesus, Jesus Christ, in your life as your Lord and Savior. Help me to grow my platform. Um, you know, I'm close to 12,000 uh, family on Facebook. I'm close to 1,000 on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you are watching this, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And all the information is on my background for the people that's listening to me. All you got to do is go on Facebook, type in Talk with J-U-T-A-L-K. W-I-T-H-J-U-L, as in love, just type in the name on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and my page will pop up. After that, I love you all. May God bless you. I will see you guys on Friday. Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in with Talk With You, the one and only Christian motivation broadcast. Hosted by your one and only, Joe Benjamin Georges. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.